Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to 2021. This is Survival Kit for the Mental with your host, San Canessa, squeezing your mind and gut tightly from somewhere in the Southwest and mostly in the Americas. This year, I'm going to be tuning in with different folks that are practitioners, therapists, thinkers, feelers, lawyers, mappers, painters, and all sorts of other kinds in which we'll get to share and explore around our mental health and our diagnosis and our practices and tools that have led us to endure different states of mind and different predispositions and conditions. So I hope this finds somewhat of a fruitful turn and coin for you and that the tools that we discover together in this podcast come to serve you in your own path. So as always, may you have the courage to change and play and doubt everything. I am a someone of a bipolar, queer, neurodiverse advocate, peer wellness specialist in pursuit of variance in dialogue and forms of communicating and discussing our mentals and what sometimes can keep us up at night. So be there as it may. Thank you for tuning in and joining us today. Happy Sunday. Sunday, wherever you are. Thank you so much for joining me on this wrap-up month of January, wrapping the month of January up with our guest interviewees and peer peers in support of this literacy and advocacy and storytelling which heals in expansion to expand our beliefs and ideas surrounding mental health. What is mental health? I've recognized that this is a question I want to ask people more personally and consistently. Like, what is mental health for you? What is mental literacy, mental health literacy? What is mental illness, to expand the vocabulary and to expand the linguistics and potential way of relating with mental health, to become more aware around what it is to be oneself and what it is to navigate different depths of the psyche or mentals or emotional our physical body and our spiritual body presented in so many different ways and in so many different colors surrounding us each so vastly different. One of the coolest things about this month's guesting in this podcast and interviewing has been to not only see the potential and 
power and storytelling, but also the healing that comes when people share their stories and the opening channels and tunnels within the mind and the new neural pathways that form when given the chance to relate to oneself in a variant way and how these coming to terms with who we are or where we've been or where we are going is not integrating but accepting of what is. It's really peculiar this um, word integrating because a lot of the times I find myself saying, oh, I need to integrate that and I need to integrate this. And there is a moment of forgetfulness that I am all these things already. And that is what should be focused and zoomed into over these narratives of like integration which can sometimes be a trap or sometimes lead to a lot of mental masturbation or mental emotional masturbation of what needs to be done for you to feel eventually the way you think you must feel to be okay or to be yourself. And so inviting all these things into our landscape of exploring what it is to be mental in these mental times. Inviting all these things and experiences and understanding, clarifying pursuits, clarifying goals. And for myself, after this first month of, you know, diverging and mixing up the skeleton of the podcast I've really come to this juicy place of beginning of understanding okay where are we as a culture where are we as a culture interested and involved in talking about mental health and what kind of blossoms from that is a deep curiosity into listening to other people's stories and asking other people, hey, what is it like for you to be mental? What is it like for you to be emotional? What is it like for you to be physical in your body? And really start to make, not even start, really just observing the map and the topography and the layout and the boundaries that shape in front of us when talking about mental health. And this is where I feel that the literacy, the peer-run literacy will thrive and, and thrives already because this is out there and this is being done in a daily basis and practice. Again, coming to that place of why did I begin this journey with this podcast about mental health and ultimately it was to find some thing I could relate to when I was feeling depressed. And that continues to be my north node of creating 
content which can have little limbs that reach out to those people who are really struggling with their own mental health and really maybe very literate even so but just alone or just tired or just sick of it all and at the same time you know fomenting and inspiring the fact that you can get out of bed and the fact that there are things to be curious about and that there's all these stories, juicy stories that speak to some more than others and speak to others more than some. Obviously, there's a whole repertoire of stories that have been and stories that will come and stories that are happening right now. And we don't always relate to all of them, right? There is this kind of thread that makes us curious and guides us into what we are ourselves into, guides us into what we think is logical and what we think is spiritual in which we think is worth the time and that is just human and that is why diversity is such a powerful tool in ecology and biology and human anatomy and mental spectrums in neurodiversity and so I'm pretty pumped and contemplative in some ways this start of the year for me has been uh, somewhat I have to say pretty good based on the fact that I've never smooth sailed a winter and not to say that I'm smooth sailing this winter, but I have a lot of awareness and tools that help me survive my mentals during this winter, which feel sometimes so redundant and boring and other times so expansive. And one of my biggest treasures that I feel like this quarantine time team and, you know, the kind of coming together of, you know, political things, environmental things, not that they've been fixed, but they've come to a point of deciding new sources of action. I find myself in a very restful place, in a place where, like, I, I see the part in me that needs to, that needs to focus or desires action, because action is where there's worthiness for me. And taking a step back and breath and being like, I do not need to make actions right now. Being at ease and in stillness, but not passivity, in stillness is also worthy. And so I'm in this kind of neuro remapping of those two values and sometimes I fuck and fail and other times it feels really good 
and other times I need to act because if not, I feel like I'm unworthy. So in a winter time when, you know, maybe someone who's had many winters in their life or grew up in winter land could be like, oh, winter is a time for resting, you know, but someone who hasn't had that experience and has labeled resting as a time of depression or illness or misdirection or loss or grief it's conflicting to befriend that as a new energy regarding homeostasis and devotion and containment so things are pretty juicy and boring at the same time because that's the reality of at least my life it's all the things at once I'm thriving and I am surviving at the same time and yeah I watch a lot of shows and I'm trying to read a little bit more and uh trying to be more positive but I don't want any of that toxic positivity that is not my jam and I tend to be somewhat negative so I'm just working on always finding two qualitative qualities or adjectives that I enjoy or find pleasure in when categorizing a situation and then I can fall into my negativity or my lack of interest in life in general but first of all I'm practicing this new tool which is play some adjectives that you source out of your situation or circumstance or experience that hold a value of um, respect and compassion and then move into the narratives of, oh, whatever, I'm over it, you know, or this is shit or what a great day, whatever. But always working with this tool of, hmm, look at that shade of gray that is quite fascinating and unique. And that crisp, cold air, it kisses me more passionately. I don't know. But you get my gist. It's something I'm practicing. It's a moment in trial. Everyone's got their jam. Ham. So, yeah, somewhere here in the southwest in the middle of winter, and I'm finding myself with deep compassion for what is, and... You know, once again, going to our tool of rain, recognize, acknowledge, investigate, non-judgmentally. So bringing that into my awareness and uh, my sense of worth and my sense of the way I live life. And at the end of the night, I'm sleeping quite well. So that is something to be deeply grateful for. A lot of people sleep well, a lot of people sleep bad, but the people that sleep well have no idea what it is to sleep bad. So thank you for your time. Please send me feedbacks about what you have felt this month. If you like the interviews, if you want more interviews, like what's been your experience with them. Feels like we're going to get on a phone call, which is probably not true, but I just want to say this because I feel like it's what I should say. 
There's definitely an inner authority in me. And there will be a series of three more interviews coming up this month. I still don't know who, but I have some ideas. They just haven't been recorded yet. But no problem and no worry. For one thing I do as a Virgonian is I show up on time. So may you have the courage to play and doubt everything. Email me at mentalpopcorntime at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting this podcast by telling a friend, writing a review, subscribing to the channel, and enjoying my new logo, who I couldn't have done without the help of a few darling fairies who have assisted me in the process of getting this more seriously, potentially, donor material. Till next time, wrapping it up here. Lot of love. Bye.